Hey guys, thanks for joining us for episode 45 of Riding Through the Ages, Current Common. I'm Eugene. And I am Eric. And today we're going to be watching ep- episode 42 of Common Rider Saber, entitled Chapter 42, The Beginning of a Beautiful End. It aired July 4th, 2021. It was written by Takuro Fukuda and directed by Kazuya Kamihoroyuchi. Yep. And uh, yeah, Storius has gone full full bore kind of emo crazy but not emo necessarily a little bit goth i suppose really yep. about poetry uh, i think it's a little bit more goth yeah <laughs> just he's just going full-blown because it's not necessarily yeah yeah i'd say goth it's like destroy the world rather than destroy myself so i think the difference between goth and emo it's like <laughs> uh, lemon juice on the wounds or eh, the whole world deserves to die whatever <laughs> um he's yeah he's going full uh can't remember his name. Poe. Uh, po. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So they have announced revise September fifth. Okay. Cool. So uh, it's gonna be only like so. I th- it looks like Saber is gonna end at forty seven. Oh, okay. Forty six right. or forty seven. Um. So there has been some revise news. Cool. Uh. So for the first time ever, there is no common writer revise. Hmm. There's two writers: common writer revi and common writer vice. Huh. Okay. So it's it's Revi and Vice. So two main characters then? Yeah. Hmm. You know. And you know, your Japanese children's show about guy making a deal with demons. That's the main character, and Vice is actually a demon. Okay. <laughs> so there's and some dinosaurs in there and No, is Revi like Levi or Revi? Like It's Revi. You like guarantee they're gonna be calling him Revi and not trying to say Levi but horribly broken english well it's it well so well the thing is is there is no r sound in japanese and mm-hmm. there's no l sound in japanese there's mm-hmm. a sound in between i know but uh but from what i hear it's just revi and uh it's vice but there's also technically no v sound it's a b it's more closer to a b but mm-hmm. you'll hear whatever you want to hear uh because that's how that's how ears work yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how language is yeah <laughs> like they did studies on the brain and they found out that Japanese people literally physically don't hear a difference between an L and an R. Mm. Like the 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 exact same neurons fire in their brain when they hear it. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, well. <laughs> so it's like, but you have to, but you can train those neurons to hear a difference. But as it stands, Japanese yeah. people actually physically don't hear a difference. Well, I mean, it, we, <laughs> there's things for us too. Oh yeah. When I was in Nepal, I was learning some words, and I'm saying the th- things, and she's like, "No, it's not this." It's this. And I'm like, those are the same things. She's like, no, they're not. Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. They're completely different things. And it's because I just, the sound isn't in my language. Mm-hmm. So it just it filters in my brain to the, the same sound. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how like language works. That's why it sounds, that's why it sounds weird when a Japanese people speaks English because there's a bunch of sounds that they don't have. Exactly. Uh, and that's why it sounds weird when an English person speaks Japanese is because an Eng- a native English speaker speaks, not an English person but a native english speaker speaks japanese specifically english people those people are yeah. uh is they're adding extra sounds that aren't actually there mm-hmm. and so it's like you have to train yourself to hear the difference and stuff uh it's a lot of interesting studies that they've done about it but uh yeah so it's revi and uh vice and yeah some dinosaur themes and stuff like that okay so it is confirmed dinosaur theme yeah but mm. also legend rider theme mm. and de- and demons mm. and evil organization dead man mm. <laughs> I'll reserve judgment. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. So far, it sounds like it's the and the, it's a big the, pile of 
Well, yeah, of course it is. They all random garbage. Oh, that they all sound like random garbage. Yeah, don't I'll say, um, yeah. If anything has taught me anything about this, it's just uh, it's got to you just got to watch it. Just watch it and you'll then make an opinion. Don't. I mean, one of the first earliest transformations in 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 Saber was Peter Pan for Pete's right, sake. Right. <laughs> and exactly. you're like, oh yeah, it's a great. It's yeah, great. So this it's one a, works. It's perfect. It's, it's, yeah, this one is perfect. This is the best one. Yeah. This is like, what is the three things you totally think of when you think of it together? It's totally. Pegasus, Lions, and Peter Pan. It's just the obvious combination in your brain. Very obvious combination. (laughs) Or Eagle, Dragon, and Journey to the West. (laughs) Yeah, Journey to the West. I was like, wait, what is this third one? And what is the other one? It's uh, Uh, Lamp, Hedgehog. Lamp, Hedgehog, and Aladdin. (laughs) Aladdin, yeah. (laughs) Some crap like that. Like all of them together, you're like, yeah, they all make sense. It works out. Yeah, yeah, okay. It works out. Yeah. It's lightning right there. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like. They're like combined dinosaurs and legend riders together, I guess. Legendary mm. riders together. For I the mean, border. okay, now here's the thing. Old people and dinosaurs are constantly put together. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. But I love the fact that they have dinosaurs and demons. <laughs> yeah, see that? But that's what I was about to say is that's where it kind of diverts from the norm. I mean, legend and dinosaurs. All right, all right, all right. Demons? What are you getting at? Well, it always goes back to Fruit Samurai. I'm talking about it's like, and that was one of the best shows. It's like, like that makes no sense. And you're like, great show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't, like, the only reason I could come to Fruit Samurai and be comfortable with it it's is because of Fruit, fruit Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've heard Fruit Ninja, Fruit Samurai is not too far off. <laughs> yeah. Two different things. This, Two, is, yeah. this is a ninja chopping fruit for no reason, and these are samurai that use fruit powers to <laughs> yeah. save the world. Yeah, so... uh and a pineapple is not an explosive in that show, too. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, but so, yeah, so it is going to be like 30, uh, 47, 46 or 47, I believe, will be the last episode for uh, Saber. Okay. So we have like a definitive like end counts. We have like six episodes, five or six episodes at the most. Okay. Okay. Uh, to go through. So we have to deal with uh, disaster and store use and whatever is coming up along those lines in this in these next few episodes. So going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, is disaster getting written off this episode or is it, he going to are they going to be able to squeak out another episode from him? Because I, I, it's it's just the beginning. Yeah. I'll of say, a beautiful end. Because the uh <laughs> the last episode we saw that his book was bitten in half and he wants to fight uh, he looks like he wants to speed up the training almost. Yeah. Like he realizes his his uh story's getting that last little yeah. line in the, you know, the He's book. In the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so with the the trailer it looks like he wants to also fight saber yeah yeah it does look like he's gonna end up fighting saber but that's just because toma's just gonna stick his nose and everything doesn't matter what it is yeah. he's gonna get his little fingers in there yeah it's like um, i'm sorry this is this is his okay character arc you're you're, you're buttoning into friggin ren's me, character arc but, right now. but like he's like excuse me have you not seen the outfit i'm the protagonist right <laughs> yeah say like, no other characters get character arcs without toma having uh, a well, big piece of that pie that's why he's like sixty percent of your pie is my pie. Yeah, <laughs> be happy you get to keep the forty percent. Yes, <laughs> he's like Soviet Russia or something. Yeah, it's like, like I keep my hundred and sixty percent of yours. Yeah, and that's fair because it's called Common Rider Saber. Yeah, not Common Rider Kenzen. Exactly. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Suck it, Wind Ninja. Uh, yeah, because he's got to be in every episode because that's the part of it. <laughs> you know, it's like go back to Naruto. Um, if if if, he, if, he, if he's not in an episode. That's a, that's how it is with all the shows. If the the main character is not in the episode at some point, the whole episode is finding the main character. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
that's like if if Saber wasn't in the episode, the entire episode would be them searching for Saber. Right. And their thoughts on Saber. <laughs> and remembering times with Saber. Right. Or, and and that makes sense. Like I've told you before that like any um any uh any chapter that doesn't have Luffy in it in one piece doesn't sell as good as the ones that do. Mm-hmm. So like anytime they split up into groups, Luffy's with the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it's it's uh it's definitely an understandable but also unfortunate byproduct of commercialism, right? Like yeah. you, you gotta do what sells. The reality is if you if you spent more time on the other characters, they too would sell, but you have to you'd have to invest. The thing is is like And this is just easier. So just and also put it's the like character they there. have a limited time. And so, like, if they were to, I mean, how many characters they have, if mm-hmm. they were to be like, oh, we got to invest time in this, and then it would be like, the show would just be like 10 episodes here, 10 episodes there, and right. stuff like that, and then you would probably hate the show because you're like, it's unfocused, there's no one going, there's nothing going on, yeah. right? I mean, it would have to be more thought out. Like, they they would have had to have, from the very beginning, planned for, like, four-season show or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then it eventually do like all shows like that do and lose the point. Yeah. And, and also the thing is, is they don't want to buy this toy sales that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all the toy sales, but still Saber's toys sell better than anybody else's toys. Mm-hmm. And that's because his name is also on those boxes. Right. <laughs> you know? And so uh, it's like if you're each, if you try to do everything, you fail at everything. You try to do everything, you fail at uh, and you yeah. succeed at nothing or whatever it if you is. Catch two rabbits. You, if you try to catch two rabbits, you catch none. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, or you're chasing two rabbits, you catch none. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, that's more about you know chasing women, but you know whatever. Yeah. So, same. Same. Same logic. Yeah. All oh, marketing. <laughs> that's what, that's what dating yeah. is. Reality it's just marketing is... yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's all the marketing process. Um. So, yeah, he's got to be involved in everything. And also, he is the guy that can fix everything. So, like, if he's, if he, if, if Toma decides Disaster isn't going to die, Disaster doesn't die. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Disaster can convince Toma that he should die, he will die. But, if, but if, like, if Toma's just like, you know what? No, you're not dying. Yeah. It's just like, you're not dying. That's the end of the story here. Yeah, it's time for you to live forever. I, I'm altering rules of physics constantly right <laughs> you know what this apple does not fall can you i determine how this story right? ends <laughs> can you imagine if the last two episodes is him just becoming power crazed yeah be like no all the world is my servants I, he, he, to me. I mean he wouldn't be power crazed but he wouldn't be the first common writer to, to to take a heel turn at the very end there no he wouldn't be the first common writer to become a god oh okay <laughs> others have before right right <laughs> And they still appear in crossovers. <laughs> yeah, because you know the power scaling's not off or anything. Uh, no, they're just using a fraction of the power to appear. Right. <laughs> but no, he wouldn't be the first one to become a god. There's been a couple of um and then there's been a couple who can summon the the ones that have become gods. Okay, there you go. So are they not also powerful? <laughs> yeah. it's like, so it's like Gods do my bidding. There's been I'm not gonna tell you which ones, but there's been a couple common writers that become gods. Or like level power omnium issue. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, Decade can turn into any writer. Right. We've already talked about that. It was like which and, ones? Which one's the most OP? The one that can turn into a writer? Or the one that can turn other writers into tools? Well, like uh, yeah. Well, he can do both of those. But uh, then uh, Zio can summon every writer to do his bidding. Right. Including Decade. <laughs> Paradox. Who's whoever gets the other one first? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> My question: I don't know if Decade can turn into Zio though. Checkmate. He, he never. He never. I, see, maybe he has. 
Uh, but it would be like funny if like he turns into Zio and he summons himself. Yeah. He turns into Zio who summons himself. Yeah, they start. <laughs> yeah, clone glitch. Yes. Suck it, rules. <laughs> the world starts slowing down because of too many avatars. Right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's going pretty good here. Um, like they could miss. Oh, the other thing I want to mention about Revice is the main writer. Mm, the mm. the main writer. I always have to emphasize that. Right, writer. Writer is a guy who's never written any TV before. Interesting. Uh, because like the like Zero One and Saber were both written by people who've written previous shows. Um, but the guy who's writing Revice, he's a uh, he's written he's written some novels and uh, some manga. Okay. Hmm. What manga? He wrote like I read it. It wrote, it's called Babel. Okay. And it's a it's actually a really good story. It's definitely not a kid's story. Uh it's uh it takes place over the course it's eight volumes and it takes place over the course of a week. And the Babel is a is a hotel. Okay. So it starts out on New Year's Eve of I think twenty fourteen. Uh like when the when it came out. Um and like a terrorist attack happens and like Oh, I feel like I've I've heard the story before. Don't say no more. Say no more. Sorry, listeners. You're gonna like, Google it. Well, I don't no, want like, any I'll give you the, the elevator pitch. Is that uh, time turns back and he has a week to fix it. Okay. Yeah. Solid. So solid. So he has he has a week to fix basically because it's like the start of the end of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he has a week to fix it with the knowledge he's er- he he knows from it. And there's like butterfly effects and all sorts of different gotcha. things and stuff. Yeah. And so it's really good. It's 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 eight volumes, but like I said, it's definitely not like a kid story. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. That's definitely um, on top of the list. So we'll, I'll read it next couple of weeks. And then uh, there's a sequel that's going right now called I think it's still going right now. It's called Golden Boy. Um, and That's, then he also wrote another one that was that like, one's oh, going to be a little harder look, harder to look up. There's the only one Golden Boy I know. It's of. called Babel Babel the Second Golden Boy. Oh, okay, that helps. Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, he doesn't do the art. He only he only writes. I I've rec- I recognize the art style. I just can't remember where. Hmm. So I'm like, I've seen it, but it's like it's a different author. So um, and then he wrote another one called Nightmare Elevator. Okay. And it's like a one shot about like four people get stuck in an elevator and they share like the worst things they've ever done. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, and, uh, well, he, well, I don't think he wrote the manga. He wrote a novel that was adapted to the manga. Okay. But yeah, so he's never actually written TV before. So it'll be interesting. I mostly was, cause like Babel actually had an ending and a pretty good ending. Uh, like it was an o- ending that like tied everything up and still left open for a sequel. So, <laughs> right. So right. that gives me hope. Like, that's the thing. It's like, can someone write an ending? That's the, that's the big yeah. deal. Yeah. Cause like, if the if the stories if it was just like a shonen manga I'd be like I don't care if he can write an ending because the ending's pretty much going to be decided for him right but uh since it's a common writer it's got a definitive length of time right and so can he write an ending and he wrote a good pretty good ending so anyways uh that being I forgot what his name is uh you can just type in revise writer and uh writer yeah writer <laughs> w <laughs> uh but yeah so we're going to any other thoughts about this um about the saber episode we're about to watch. Oh yeah, and then uh um story use is like right up there with Tassel. Yeah. Yeah. He's like coming out of the dark. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Um so this is probably the end for Tassel too. Well, if Tassel Maybe. dies then they desperately need someone to fill that void. Yeah. So that'll put the pressure on Toma to make it more b- I'm sure it'll be one of those physical deaths, not necessarily true death. He's going to force ghost it, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean that's that that was my assumption from Or at the very least uh 
Toma's gonna get knocked unconscious and see him. Yeah, yeah right. Like it's gonna be a Dumbledore situation. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah, the white, you know, lots of symbolism. <laughs> gonna have a scene where he just looks over his shoulder, and you can clearly tell that the background's a green screen. But we're just gonna go with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or it's like one of those. He lifts off his wig, and it's Pandora's box, and <laughs> suddenly it's like, whoa, this is not a kid's show anymore. No. It's got weird. Pandora's box was in build. I'm scared. They found it on Mars. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Doom. <laughs> Don't you read anything? <laughs> yeah. God, what do you know? Uh, so, actually, no. I guess, technically, Pandora's Boss is now on Earth. Ah, well, that's... Me. That's spoiler. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, uh, yeah. So, we're going to go watch this, see what happens. Okay, who's, so, who's, I guess, okay... Hear me out. I just realized the title is the beginning of a beautiful end. Does that mean we're going to have an ending of a beautiful end? <laughs> or the... Uh, the middle of a beautiful, beautiful end. end. Yeah. Act two of a beautiful end. <laughs> three quarters tell a beautiful end. Yeah, nine and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful end, four miles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going to go watch it. Okay, and we are back. And you can see it moving towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, the, it was a good episode. It was definitely a good episode. Um, the next several episodes, most likely what happens is like the last five, six episodes are just like one really long story. Yeah, see, I'm <laughs> fine with that, yeah. So that, that, that's kind of what I was going to say is that if uh, if Storius is the final bad guy, then I don't have any problem with how many more episodes, knowing that it ends at 47. Yeah. N- that five more episodes is all it takes to wrap up this. Yeah. Right. Because he's, he's definitely got like a plan going yeah there's like intricate parts and it's like still the plan is still building yeah you see the plan still building yeah um but with how much time they spent on disaster and a little bit of stories background and stuff like that with it, basically with what they covered in this episode it's not quite as fast paced as some previous episodes yeah you know um so if they're gonna try to jam in another villain, yeah. I'm, I'm not happy with this episode. But if they if they aren't gonna do that, then well, I am happy. Well, with like this I told episode. you that the, I like toys wise and stuff like that. He has a form. He has a writer form. Okay, right? yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. a swordsman form. Yeah, but you, you see what I'm saying? Right? Yeah. Like so if, it's like there's levels of at least disaster, uh, not disaster of uh, story use as a villain. Okay. Cool. 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 So um, yeah. So then that being said, then yeah, this is a this is actually a good episode. It's one of my problems with Common Rider, where like the ultimate life form is always a writer, or mm-hmm. like Godhood is being coming a Common Rider. Right. <laughs> I mean. Toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we know what it is. Yeah. Uh, starts off with a recap. Yeah. So it's just, you know, the last um, little bit, everything you need to know going into this episode, really. Yeah. Um, and then it comes back and you see Toma running. Uh, and then you see people waiting on Toma. And then and Toma. And at first I was like, what? what's happening here? And then I really, oh, yeah. The ones running were the people who just had in a fight. Right. And the ones waiting were the ones that stayed behind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, for a second there, I'm like, I missed something. And no, actually. I just didn't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the same same thing that happened to me. It was like the filming. Um, it felt like I was still in an, the action. Like yeah. something was happening that was just was not explained. It felt like they were running towards a fight, but they were running from the fight. Right. <laughs> and because they were just trying to get back to for Luna. Yeah, because he gets back and then he's staring and then he's just like, "Well, where's Luna?" And no, then... he runs in and he's like, "Luna." And at the same time, uh, Kento is just like, "Luma, Luna, <laughs> Luma, Luna." And they're um, like, they each expected the other one to have her. Yeah. <laughs> But turns out she's not here yet. They're still waiting on Victor, but yeah. it won't be long. Yeah. So so saith Yuri. Yuri's like, just like, chill, man. Trust Victor. You know, he's been doing this for a while. <laughs> but speaking of Victor, <laughs> goes to Tassel and Storius in his house, now well lit. 
And he's just like, oh, you're finally here. There was this, okay, so this is this thing where, like, uh, you know the whole thing of, like, prove me wrong? Uh-huh. And it's just, like, I had this friend, he's just like, uh, they're not light bulbs. They're dark suckers. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and when they get full, they break. Just, <laughs> and you're just prove like. Prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. Like, damn just, it. <laughs> you're like, mm. um. <laughs> this upsets me. <laughs> yeah. They're dark suckers. So, you know, he was just sucking up all the light, and now he stopped, and now there's light. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's just like, you're like, we're like, I could I could argue that with, like, science, but you could be like, no, that's just, that's because you're going from a perceived notion. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, it's like, you just don't actually understand what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's like flat Earth, you know. It's um, like when flat Earthers realize it's called atmosphere, not atm- atmo flat. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So it's light now, and the two of them are facing off, and Tassel's just like, "Oh, so I think you want this," and it's his book. I'm here for the book. Yeah. And then he, uh, and then he throws up the shocker, which then creates a glass finger. So I'm thinking this is probably something. It, it's it's a silver finger. Yeah. It's like it's like a thing he wears. Yeah. And so I'm guessing it might be something because like. Yeah, I'm wondering if he lost a finger at some point, and this is like no, a big it's finger. Like, or... I think it's I think it's something cultural because like the pinky means something. Uh huh. So like, what's the ring finger? I on? have no idea. Yeah. Like, uh, you see it a lot in a lot of things. There's a lot of like a lot of villains and stuff will have like something on their fi- that that finger. That exact finger is like the right hand ring finger. Like you'll always see pe- like uh monsters with like that finger extended with a claw. Right. Or like like the huge bad guy in front of an evil organization will have like a claw just on that finger. Uh-huh. So it's probably like culturally significant. Yeah, I'm wondering cuz usually if you see that kind of um that kind of jewelry, I don't know what to call it, but like in a western show, it's usually the index finger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never that finger. Yeah, but it's but like in a lot I've seen like and like you'll see monsters that are like humanoid but they'll have just that finger extended mm-hmm. and so yeah I think yeah it, no once you said it I was actually I was about to mention that you know the, you're, it's you're usually the, that one that's the slicey and, finger and you think about it you're like I see that all over the place yeah, it's it like, must oh yeah <laughs> I, I'm seeing several scythe creatures right mm-hmm. now with yeah extended because like the um in cultural significance like a lot of fingers mean things just like you know the pinky uh, the pinky refers to like a significant other uh like a mm-hmm. it, it, the boyfriend or girlfriend yeah destined, red string of fate yeah and all that stuff so it must mean something like power maybe uh could be yeah cuz the power finger yeah cuz i mean that's where you put the ring on right you, you know you know so it's like who knows but yeah so i think it might be just something cultural that we just don't get it yeah yeah you know like like oh like when something is uh uh seven being a bad luck and right. eight being lucky. It's like what what is that? Culturally wise, where in like yeah. the Western seven's a lucky number and yeah. all this stuff. And so and eight means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, eight is It does mean something. Yeah. It's just, you know. Is perfection or government or something or other. Some crap. Uh no. Set eight is the number of man, I believe. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you, uh, honestly. Um but uh because like te- ten is ten is government. Ten hmm. is the number of government for the Ten Commandments. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. He he shows up his his hand. He makes a face like. <clears throat> there's like a red glow, and then it goes to Luna in the woods, just kind of hmm, wandering around, and then the opening. Yeah, it's like he just left her there. He just left her there. Well, I mean, 
he, I think he suspected something was up. That's why he went home. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And why bring her? If you think something's happening at your house, don't bring the child in. It's possible he went for the book. Oh, that could be. That's a good point. He went for the book and he was going to get her and then go back. Yeah. Because Toma needs the book to like do the thing. Mm-hmm. He needs to pass the book on to Toma if Toma's going to become his replacement. Yeah. Good point. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, now that you now that you mention it, I feel like events in this episode kind of are going to force his hand in that way. Yeah, because uh, there's a scene later with Yuri talking about their choices. Yeah, basically, both of them are the same. If that theory is true, yeah. Uh, so then it goes to the opening. Yeah. Uh, did you know anything anything different on the opening? Yeah. Um, I wasn't really paying attention for anything. On oh, because you were saying you were going to look at the different people, each one. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So this time I. Uh, so yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, this time I was looking at Rio. Um, and like at some point, uh, he realizes that he's late for something. It looks I, like <laughs> I, I'm not sure because at some point, Ken Kento turns around and is like pointing at somebody in the back of the line, but I don't know which of them he's pointing at. And then Rio kind of looks over his shoulder, like, huh? And that's like right as Daishinji's flipping his jacket over his shoulder. So I'm not quite sure what the story. Then at the t- end, <laughs> the end of it, he like turns back around and he starts running. Yeah, but he's still like in the same pace as the rest of them. So I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like once you put that like in perspective, it's like even then that. That's when um, uh, Ryoka gets off his knees, like, oh, and also starts to pick up the pace. So I'm just wondering, like, what what the story here is. <laughs> yes. Like, what's the secret story being told by this line of people? Yeah. It was probably just them filming them in front of a back screen. Just, just do some stuff and we'll cut, throw it together. <laughs> um, so it comes back in there in the northern base and they're being passed. Uh, May's passing out food. Yeah, lunch. And it, it, so you see Daishinji and he's looking at his sword and he's like, oh, my sword is wailing. Um, probably referring to the fight that they just had. And yet, Rio's like, well, we didn't really get to fight that much. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, we want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually be useful. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, sorry, buddy. <laughs> that you, ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah. As soon as you fought Toma and showed him the way of the sword, you're no longer an important character. Have you, uh, you saw, you've seen that gif with like John Travolta looking around like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that's the basically. It's like Toma interacting with the story, and then everyone else just being like, what, "What's going on?" What? Yeah, what? It's a from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. it's like where where am I supposed to go? Like, <laughs> yeah, what was my relevance here? So, uh, May puts down a giant onigiri. Yeah, it's like okay, stereotypically bad looking onigiri with like it's like huge, massive, like a freaking ba- uh, basketball size rice ball with like unevenly spaced uh, 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 seaweed just slapped on it. Yeah. So the idea of the seaweed also is that you're supposed to hold it by the seaweed so your fingers don't get sticky on the rice. Right. But they're just like slaps of it all over the place. So you just kind of had to grab it wherever. Oh, we should mention that everyone getting their lunch, they have these really cute looking like animal face rice balls with like these perfectly cut yeah. side things. And he just gets this like big chunk of rice with some And, and he picks it up seaweed. he's like, uh... At first he looks at everybody else he's like, what's going on? And he picks oh, okay. it up. And he goes and, like, takes, like, half a bite onto it. And he just, like, it's Ugh. too much salt. And he, like, yells at me. He's like, like, how, how can, can you, you <laughs> bastardize <laughs> a rice ball so badly? And he's just like, I didn't make that one. And, and then it looks, so over, looks it looks over and it's uh, Sophia. And she's just like. Like, everyone's looking at Sophia. <laughs> and she, like, goes down. This is this is a shonen scene it straight is. up. Right? It is. And uh, doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> right. And she's just like, I just follow the directions. <laughs> and it's just like. So I'm not like what you'd call an expert cook, but I can follow directions. Yeah. Well, see, okay, my problem with that trope is 
I don't think it's cute. I never really have thought it's cute. I think it's funny. You know, it's definitely always funny when you see the person suffering yeah. uh, as they're eating this horribly made food. So don't get me wrong. It's just like it, I always lose respect when the the main female lead or the character that they're referencing. So I, she she wasn't. It's not that she just read instructions and did it wrong. She says that she watched May and followed instructions. Yeah. But the thing is, is like this would have been worse at the start. But now that we know she's not a real person, uh huh. Yeah, she's like not well, like she's a real person, but she's an artificially made person. Right. Right. So she like didn't grow up. Uh huh. <laughs> she doesn't I mean, have like. I mean, I could see this also like. I can see Dai Shinji making something exactly like this too because it's like not his specialty. Yeah, he's it's not. It's, a sword. it's like it's like she's trying to help and she's just not good at it. <laughs> yeah, so I could see him trying to make a rice ball and then go and hammer it or something like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like something totally unorthodox. Uh, but okay, so like you had to do something with her. Um, the, the okay, so the point of this scene for me, like what I glean from it, is that. Um, well, first off, they need some comedy to lighten what's about to happen. Yes. So like, it's, that's it, the it, actual it, it, purpose. It, it's a decompressing sequence. Right. But additionally, um, I kind of like it because it shows, uh, like, before she was created for this purpose, and in her mind she was going to sacrifice her life in this exact moment, um, and then she just gets kind of slapped out of the sky by Isaac, and then there you go. Now you have no purpose. Yeah. You're, you're irrelevant from this point forward. So how, what does an artificial being with no purpose do? Which is another, also, by the way, parallels with Zass's episode. Yeah. Um, well, they start doing regular human stuff. Yeah. And like they're trying to make and, rice and balls. Like, they've spent their whole life preparing for a moment. Yeah. And now that that's done, all of a sudden they realize all the stuff they haven't been preparing for. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's like if, if you knew you were going to die at 20, you wouldn't spend any time on your retirement account. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that being said, though, it, it is kind of weird. It feels a little out of place for her character. Uh, not not like like I just explained why something like that would happen, but the like the image that she's had up to this point has yeah. been totally different. Yeah, and then now suddenly it's like she's a little kid trying to kindle emotion in Dai Shinji. Like so, so long, like apparently they've had this some sort of tension between the two of them. So I, what I know what this is is what this is is to humanize Sophia. Uh huh. For what's going to be coming. Yes, yes. So it, it humanizes her in this moment, but mm-hmm. it definitely humanizes her for the next, like, couple of episodes, mm-hmm. with especially what happens at the end here. So it's like, we haven't, because there's a whole section of time where there was no Sophia in the story. Right. And so they need a, a scene of her other than being like, go, my soldiers. Right. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned it, I feel like that's actually what is out of place for me is that it's like it's been so long without Sophia. And then now we're getting less and less of the other writers doing anything. And so having like a whole scene dedicated to this weird sort of just big rice ball thing that yeah. Sophia is making, it's like. Where's the screen time for like Rintaro? Where's the screen time for Kento? Well, because their stories are done. Right. Sophia's story is finishing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not like it's totally illogical and completely out of place, but it does feel like. Yeah, uh, it, it serves two purposes. It decompresses for what's happening in the story, but it, it uh, solidifies your idea of Sophia for what's going to happen. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially, you have to. Square alert, the other Sophia uh, comes back in it, 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 like near the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So, there's technically three. Because she's just a copy of Luna also. Uh-huh. So you need to do something to make her different than these other two versions. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a canon situation <laughs> where, like... Yeah. You have you had canon and then canons. Yeah, canons. Because, <laughs> like, there's nothing original about the other four. Uh, no. Canons in that story. There wasn't supposed to be, but it's like... And that was just a one-shot, so that's fine. But if you were going to have those later, you would have to do something. Yeah, to, if they were actual characters in a series. You would have to do things to, like, distinguish them from each other. Yeah. And so since there's, like, three versions of her, 
you need to do something to make her different and humanize her, especially um, what it does is it solidifies her connection to them mm-hmm. versus what's happened with what, what the others. Yeah. You know, she's their friend. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I didn't bother it that much because it's like, also it's like. It's a trope. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is trope. But like I said, tropes, if you just do it right, who cares what uh, tropes? I mean, that's how you make it anything. Right. Um, but it, but I do like the fact that it's just like, okay, yeah, she's their friend. She's part of their group. Yeah. You know? It's like the difference between her and everyone else is she's been affected by them. Yeah. Like, well, the biggest difference. Yeah. That and she's not a little kid. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he so he now realizes that Sophie is the one that made the rice ball. Everyone else gets up. Like, okay, so the Because the guys, he yelled it loudly that yeah. this is like pretty much the worst thing he's ever had in his life. Yeah. And then, she, and then the other guys are just like, they yeah, back. So, <laughs> so uh, Kento, Toma, uh, Rio, and uh, Rentaro, they all go to the back to where Sophia can't see them. Like, they yeah. go to where the hyperbolic time chamber is. Um, I can't remember what they called it. But um, so they all like slowly raise their fists with a fight toe. It's do like, it. you can, you do, can it. do it. You can do it. And then uh, like, so, Yuri. <laughs> yeah, Yuri comes up and is like, there will be light. <laughs> like, he's grabbing his shoulder. I think he's saying that if you die, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. a light at the end of the tunnel. And May's just like, you got to just tell the truth, Yeah, man. just tell the truth, man. Just and so he does. Give her like, penis. He takes a bite of it, and you can tell it's horrible. It's hurting He's, he's like, trying to, like, ugh, cough it up. Yeah, he's just like, it's it's delicious. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, except for May's like, what? May's just like, you're just lying. And everybody else is like, that's the way to take it like a man. <laughs> um, um, so... It, this gives Kento, because while they're laughing and stuff, this gives Kento a chance to ask Toma the difficult questions like, hey, where's Ren? Yes, you talk to Ren, right? Because <laughs> uh, he wants to like just talk with Toma like kind of alone, but it's really hard when they're all in the same room. Right. So when they're distracted with that, he's like, I can actually talk to him and like not have everybody else be like, oh. Because uh, Rio would be like, he's got to be a man about it. And right. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> I can see it too. Oh, he, he does. Yeah, so he's just like, I got to talk to Ken Toma and this is the closest thing we get to one-on-one at this point so this kind of reintroduces what's happened with Ren in the last episode basically he just wants to get stronger yada yada um and segues immediately into disaster and Ren fighting yes and um Disaster's really into it. Ren is not into it at all. Uh-huh. And Disaster's like, hey, man, you really need to step it up. At one point, he it like Disaster's coming at him, and mm-hmm. Ren just like drops his guard de-henches. and just dehensions. Right like, as the swing's coming down. <laughs> he's just like, this is pointless. Yeah. He's and he's just like, come on. So he's like, broody. you're not going to be stronger. And it's just like, we can do this all day. It's not going to affect it. It's like, we've been doing this. It's not helping. This isn't the answer. Gosh, whatever. <laughs> well, he's just like, we've been doing this for like weeks. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is still stronger than me. So obviously, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I got to figure out what does work. And I'm not going to spend my time doing something that it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and at this point, he doesn't understand the urgency that disaster has yes. here. Because, um, yeah, he doesn't know, he doesn't know that disaster is Because obviously, disaster isn't sharing his feelings or anything no, like that. Definitely not. I mean, Ren isn't reading his Twitter Mm-mm. or his blog post or whatever. Right. You know? Ren doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. He's a bad friend. <laughs> but anyway. So it goes back to the crew up at the northern base, and uh, so you can see that Daishinji's muscled his way through most of it, yeah. and he's, like, struggling to eat the last little bit, and he's going to go take a drink of his, like, I think apple juice or it's something it's like apple that. Juice, yeah. And Sophie is sitting right in front of him watching him eat like a freaking psychopath, and she just, like, takes the drink from him, like, you don't have to drink or eat anymore. <laughs> he's just like, she's like, you don't have to do it. I realize it's bad. You don't have to do it. <laughs> And oh. so he sets it down on the plate, probably expecting it to continue, but then he's like... Well, he's he's like about ready to, d- to bite into it, uh-huh. and he like is stretching his mouth, and that was what reminds him 
of Storius. Of Storius. Yeah. And then he sets it down and he's just like, I can think of something else to distract everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> so here's the thing. In the background, I noticed this the second time we watched it, May starts like pouring a ton of salt. She's not putting salt on. What is she putting? She's, I believe she's putting fritigano, which is flavoring. Oh, okay. Well, she's pouring a lot of something on that rice she's, ball. She's, like she's, a ridiculous she's amount. Uh, she's or she may be putting sugar on it, but basically she's she's trying to put another flavor on it, uh-huh, cause which is funny because furigana is salty by itself. But, yeah, uh, furigana is a uh, is like a sprinkle that you put on rice balls to add flavor to them without adding that much to them. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're like dried. Uh, you can get them in all sorts of things, but like benito flakes and just dried uh, like different seasonings and stuff, and you just sprinkle them on top of it. Okay, that's what usually when you see when it's like not just a straight white rice ball, it's usually not something mixed into the rice; it's something put on top of the rice. Ah, okay. Um, so, so anyways, he says, oh, speak, I wonder what Storius was up to. Like, basically, at no point did they ever mention to anyone what actually happened there. Like, it was all okay. So he, he, he they basically start casually talking about how uh, Cribdis just bites a hole into Wonderworld, and Yuri, rightfully angry, stands up like, why didn't you say anything sooner? And just leaves, because he knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, Rio didn't say anything either. Right, well, that's my point. It's like, oh, where's Luna? That's the problem, not that... It, it, that was kind of one of the things I was going to go into this being like, wow, this is my suck before the episode. Even like three seconds in the episode, I'm like, they're not talking about this. This is stupid. But they, I get it. They, they, they just, like that we won. Yeah. We beat Charybdis and and we know he's up to something, but it's just like right. they, they don't realize the how important Wonderworld is or like how important it is getting to Wonderworld. Mm-hmm. Because, and Yuri is the only one who does because he's the only one who actually can go there. Right. Oh, I mean, that's just it. I had to really think about it. I'm like, well, you know what? They're they're not thousand year old super beings yeah. who like they know not what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's not their fault for not knowing and, what's and important. And to be fair, is. how often has Yuri not told them things? Right. <laughs> and is and his reasoning, you didn't ask. Yeah. Nine out of ten times his reasoning is like, well, you didn't ask. <laughs> and this <laughs> is like, take that. You're the reason why. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then it goes back to Storius, who's just being worked in the... Uh, you mean Tassel? Tassel, yeah. He's, yeah, he's by, just, by Storius. Storius is just working Tassel in the woods, you know. Yeah, he basically... A good old one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Kicks him to the ground, like, oh, why aren't you fighting back? Um, And basically, Tassel, he gets on his knees, he's crying and, you know, grabbing his head. He's just like, do you remember? Do you remember? Why did we seek out power in the first place? You remember what we were trying to do? You remember this? And he's just, and he's just uh, Storius is like, friends. I don't know what else has anybody said that word. I guess, mm-hmm. I, I guess we are the only two left. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> basically, he's trying to get him to remember who he was. Like, re, you know, bring him back to reality. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he doesn't want to fight his friends. That's why he's not really done anything up to this point. Like, even now, he's not he, fighting back because he doesn't want to. Because Storius even says, if he, hey, if you die here, you die for real. Yeah. You, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, no, basically what he says is if you die in Wonderworld, you're you're actually going to die. Whereas that, that implies that if he were to die in the real world, he would just be in Wonderworld. Well, yeah, because he would, he can't yeah. really be affected, right? And so, so this would be real death if you don't do yourself. <laughs> this is for real, Z. Yeah, you got your grown-up teeth now. This <laughs> is for real. <laughs> um, so we see flashbacks to them, you know, discovering Wonderworld for the first time, and yeah, and all the fun stuff they did around the campfire. Um, and uh, this is when uh, a story you says this is like the first time we got power. I saw the world's end. Yeah, so this is interesting. You see the scene where he's like, it, it's almost like he's this close to changing his mind about everything. It's like the wind's blowing and there's like bright white light and he's like looking up at the sky like all peaceful. And then it's Remembering like, that moment when he had friends. It's kind of exactly like that bit with 
like right at the end for Legio and light at the end for Zeus, but different. It's like it's happening in reverse. Yeah. You know, like it's starting out that way and we know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. But um, then but then he's like reminded of when he first got power and then he saw the world ending. And this mm-hmm. is like when he got the power is like so I'm guessing the idea is that like they had like flawed personalities because they were people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like how dare they? <laughs> but when they got the power, it just took the bad aspects and, and just like jacked them, them up. jacked them up. And that's why uh um Legio was so prideful and Story Use was so about like the conflict the fight and over and over and uh story and story use was a, was a, like as the poet was obsessed with the ending. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the beauty of the ending, and then that just got jacked up to like a thousand percent or whatever. Right. So, so he, so he, uh, he says he saw the ending. Um, it doesn't doesn't show the ending like in a vision wise. So we don't know if it's like he actually saw an ending, like if when you grab the the uh, dark blade, or if he just like I saw the ending in 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 my plans. Oh well, yeah, 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 like this was the ending was obvious to me. Yeah, so so basically, Tassel gets up and he's like, "Oh, that's good because now we don't have to worry about that. We have Toma, we have Luna, and they're about to meet. So that means that they're going to do it right this time. Yeah. They're going to do what we messed up." And Storius, he like he nods and he's like, "But yeah, knife to the stomach." And yeah, Tassel's like, Ugh. "It's like less than knife to the stomach, more like sword to the stomach." <laughs> so so Tassel apologizes. He apologizes to well, him. Well, the, the thing is, is what uh, what story you said, he's just like, he's like, I know, but it would be, ho- like, I can't let anybody else end this. It's got to end my way. Right, right. It's like, it's not just, it's it, it's like, it's got to be my ending. Yeah. And he's. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to, but dot, 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 and then I trailed off. But yeah, uh, it's good. That's worth mentioning. It is. Yeah, because it's like, it's not just about like the end. It's about like, it's got to end the way I have it exactly, laid out. Exactly. You know? I determine how the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> and so so Tassel apologized while he's getting, you know, rammed through. He's like, none of this would have happened if I didn't basically show you this power. Like, yeah. if I wasn't searching for power, you wouldn't have been corrupted by power and the world wouldn't be ending. Yeah. And he's apo- he's not apologizing for that. He's apologizing to Storius for Storius being an ass right now. He forgives him. Yeah, well, he apologizes for, like, the fact that, like, like my obsession is what made you horrible. Exactly. You know, I'm th- like he's like it's pretty much all my fault. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's taking all the blame for because he is the origin of this yeah. happening. Yeah, he's the start of it. Yeah. Um, but so he thrusts himself farther on the sword and you know dies kind of. Well, he like uh, they well he falls to the ground and Sorius like takes the sword out of him and goes grabs the book and walks off. Wonderworld starts to get dark. You see a scene with uh, I think Luna. She's like. In the same glade that she was, but now, like, the walls are... Well, it's because hey, uh, your friend mentioned that uh, he turns into bubbles. Oh, yes, he turns into bubbles. Yeah, so it's it, he turns into bubbles, and that's when the, like, the corruption, I guess, of Wonder World starts. Right, and you see that... Well, yeah, Luna's running away from, like, the world being eaten away. Yeah, much. so she, like, psh, flashes she, out. She disappears. And yeah. you see um, uh, Yuri, he realizes that Toma, or uh, that... Uh, Tassel's dead because the world's going dark. And he's like, oh, I'll be with you soon, friend. He, you know? Yeah, he's in he's in Tassel's house. Yeah, so he's he's traveled to Wonderworld this time, so he's able to see all of it. And um, yeah, he's just like he's like, oh, so you're you're gone, uh, friend. I'll be joining you soon. And then the whole corruption and all yeah, this all stuff. stuff. And I thought it's like, is Wonderworld ending? Right. And it's like that. See, this this is okay. It was only until the second time I watched it that I really understood everything that was happening. Yeah, because it's, it's, like, it's it's like especially when you realize what Wonder World actually is. Wonder World is like is Tassel. Mm-hmm. It's like his reflection because like he created. He didn't like create Wonder World, but the form that Wonder World is is because of him. Right. 
Uh, so like with him dead, Wonder World is now like Wonder World as we know it. Yeah, it's out of control. Like there's nothing to like to be the guardian of. Uh huh. And so like at first I thought it was ending, but like later on it shows that it's no, it's just going wild. Yeah, because basically the way I took it the very first time is the exact opposite of what was actually happening. So like Wonder World wasn't getting eaten away by whatever. It was it's it's going crazy like it's a cancerous tumor essentially yes. uh he was he was basically the dam holding the power in check right and without him it's flooding out everywhere and going nuts exactly uh which like totally makes sense because it's like yeah it's when we when we like remember back to how it was made and mm-hmm. what it was and all this stuff so uh that makes actually a, a weird sense of like what wonder world is and why it's the way it is is because tassel is weird right exactly like if if like i created wonder world, it would probably just be like new york city or something yeah like that. something something <laughs> boring and regular <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's just the field with the house. Or at least we hope that's what it would be, not some like horrible, twisted, like oh my god, why is everyone in their underwear? <laughs> no, it would probably end up being something along the lines of like, do you remember Toontown from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be like, just like nothing makes sense because well, I don't know how anything works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Things just to happen. Yeah, I don't understand the math. <laughs> Uh, so then it goes to, uh, ramen. Yeah. So good old buddy comedy, them eating some ramen. So, uh, that is Ren in disaster. Ren in disaster eating some ramen. And it shows you the inside of the thing. You see Ren's is just regular old cup ramen. And in disasters, there's some red stuff in there, like a big chunk of what I thought was like, uh, cooked red pepper. It's pickled ginger. But it's not. It's pickled ginger. So this is like, it's this joke thing. That also is, like, deeper, but also you don't get the full thing unless you understand, like, a little bit of Japanese culture in this way. I feel like it's one of those pineapples on pizza sort of things combined no, with it, does ginger make you healthier and thus stronger. No, it's com- it, it, what it is. So, so to, it, to set it up, Disaster looks over and he sees a little packet of pickled ginger, which comes with a lot of different uh, cup noodles and stuff. And he's just like, why didn't you put it in? He's just like, it tastes better without it. And he's just like, it, it's worthless. And he says, no. He apologized to the apologized ginger. to the ginger. And he's like, tastes better without it. And he walks away. So when you go to like... Well, raw- he doesn't walk away yet. He says, no, nope, tastes better without it. And then Disaster sits down like, well, you're, you're never going to get stronger this way. And then he's like, uh, it's not, wor- or they got stronger, basically. Well, the scene continues, and then he gets angry and walks off. But so, uh, to explain g- the ginger bit. I'm explain curious. the ginger bit. Okay. So, like, when you're in a ramen shop, pickled ginger is free. Okay. And you can put as much of it as you want on stuff. So, a lot of people put a lot of it on, and then, like, the people who are really poor put a lot of it on. Right. Because you fill up. It's like... It's okay. It's like bread at Olive Garden or something yeah, like that. You have it's all the like, breadsticks you want. Yeah, you get them. Yeah. So people don't actually think they have any value. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like that's that's the idea of the pickled ginger thing. It's like it's free, and so a lot of people don't use it because it's like you're just covering the flavor of what I paid for. Right. Like so, it's worthless. Like technically, you could get full on ketchup packets, but you're probably gonna have a horrible time. Yeah. So uh, that's this the is pic- a little bit more substance than that, but yeah. So that's the pickled ginger thing. It's just like it's 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 that's why he says it's worthless. Right. It would be so in this case, it would be like somebody saying, "Why didn't you put ketchup on your hamburger?" And I'm like, "There's no point." Yeah, <laughs> in a way. It's like, don't bother me. Yeah. It's like, if the ketchup's not on it, I'm not putting it myself. No, but anyways, as far as it being worthless to me, like a ketchup yeah. has no value. Yeah. So it's like this, <laughs> uh, it's this interesting thing about the fact that it's like, but actually pickled ginger is good for you, whatever. And it mm-hmm. does add like a, an extra spice to it or whatever. Uh, and it's healthy because it's pickled. So it has like enzymes and all this stuff. Right. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's what it, that's why it affects 
uh, disaster in the way mm-hmm. because he's it, it, it's something he sees as value, and then he just said it's useless. It's useless. Yeah. So this yeah, because this starts a, it's a bigger issue. Like he he doesn't know that he he just struck a nerve in disaster. Like yeah. he, you just took a low blow at him. You don't realize it. Um, and he, he still doesn't realize it because he's a useless turd. But anyway, well, he he also doesn't know anything about that fight. So disaster tries to get back at him by saying, "Well, you're never going to get stronger this way." And it's so, like you're not going to get stronger if you don't drink your milk, type of right. thing. Right. <laughs> and so Ren is just like, "Well, they all they got stronger anyway." Because I guess how do you know they weren't aren't eating their red ginger, <laughs> you turd? You haven't been with them this entire time. Um. But anyway, but, yeah. But he's like, you just don't understand because you can't die. Right, yeah. So, because we see the scenes of everyone else's power upgrades, not Kento's, because he hasn't got one. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Yeah, why? Why should I listen to you? You don't even, you know, you it's, you don't live. It's like you don't you, care about living. Well, like you can't die. You don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, and you don't even have friends. Yeah, <laughs> jerk. I'm not your friend. <laughs> and yeah, basically, he walks off with this. You don't even have friends thing." And you see disaster sitting there, like reflecting on. So, so this is one of those things. That it, it happens several times, and it's just like it's a visual representation of how they feel. Mm-hmm. And it's like disaster, and it's basically just they they drain some of the color, put it in like a sepia, and it's like him in a park, like and just on a path on a park by himself, and he likes is fading away. Yeah, you see like little and wisps just, where parts of him are. Yeah, and so it's just like this is how he feels. Yeah. He's, he's dying alone. Yeah, he's got no friends. Cause, cause he's got no he, purpose. He he had he had no he had no concept of dying up until now. Yeah, because he had no. Well, because he even says he, he says, "Can't I just live without you but, know? Is it can't I just live without purpose? Is there a reason to have a purpose? You know? Yeah. Do I need one? Yeah. yeah. Um. And so this happens a couple times where like in the show where they they show this like uh uh the theater of the soul. Yeah. Um. And so it just kind of ends on that. It goes to Sophia who has that like. Uh, I don't like a uh, pain because Wonder World's doing stuff, and um, she realizes that Wonder World is encroaching on the the human world, like the real world, and and it shows that it's different because the book that May has only shows Mikito. Yeah, because everyone's like, "What? What?" Because they're all surprised because May's like, "My book's not lighting up." Yeah, you know what's going on. Um, so you know they obviously they need to get into action. Um, they start tossing around ideas about what they can do to stop it, and Yuri's like, well, Toma could stop it. Basically, what he says is that all the, that Wonder World needs is a guardian, and it'll yeah. stop. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, you're not suggesting Toma, you know, going up, getting really aggressive with him. And he's like, whoa, whoa. or Victor's book. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> we could also get Victor's book to stop it. it. Uh, we can figure something out. Yeah. And, and they'll be like, well, we don't have it. So they're like, well, what about, like, a barrier? Yeah, okay, so so Sophia suggests, actually, so it's kind of interesting. She's the one that, that mentions it. Uh, I feel like she should be the one that mentions it. Because she was there. Um, but she says that uh, the best way to stop this for now is to do what the previous Sabre did 15 years ago. And so it goes back to that scene, and this whole time I thought he was just making a shockwave of fire to wipe out the enemies. But I guess what he was doing was constructing a barrier to stop Wonderworld from uh, hitting the real world, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> this is where I had to watch it the second time to understand the dynamic of the Wonder World spreading because the bubble it comes from the center of where the saber or from where saber is it goes outwards in a in a circle like a sphere. So I thought it was Wonder World had already taken over all the world but this little part of Japan <laughs> and it was sinking in it was coming inward short or you know like uh it was encroaching in, but like nah. shortening the sphere yeah. of livable space. But really, no, it was spreading outwards. So yeah. she, the plan is, you get a ring of these swordsmen around it, each creating their own circle, circular sphere. Because this is a much bigger thing than what happened last time, right. and so 
uh, like Toma can't be in all the places at once, but because he's got the ultimate, he's got cross saber, they can all attune to him and it's like he's around all of them. Right, yeah. So all of their swords will resonate with his sword and it's like he's sealing it off on every angle. Yeah, so basically they're, they're cell phone towers extending the signal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is cool because like, because his sword's connected to all their swords. Yeah. So basically he's able to extend his power to their swords and then they're they're able to like resonate with him. So it's yeah. a cool idea about, it's it's a nice application of the fact that he's all of their powers. Exactly. Yeah. You know? That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Because uh, usually when it's just like all of your powers just mean, oh, you can do all their slashes. Yep. But it's just like, no, it can like go the other way too. Yeah. Because we've seen him give them extra swords and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that means he could give them power boosts if needed, but you know, they're unnecessary. He's there. Uh, so it starts with uh, they all run and it shows them all running to different well, locations. There is one more thing to mention: is May's like, "I'll help too." Uh, quick little scene; it'll come into play later. Yeah. So there's this funny scene. So they're all. It shows a quick thing while while she's talking. It shows them all uh, running to their different locations. Yeah. And at one point, Rintaro and uh, Yuri are running, and Yuri's just running with Rintaro, and Rintaro like turns and grabs him. He's like, "You're going that way." <laughs> 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 just a little greasy yeah um so then it shows toma and he's yeah he's he, at his barrier he's at his barrier and he does it it's just like a uh, giant spiked sword like crystal sword um i'm trying to think of a good example it's like uh it it's looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. it was like something um they look oh, like crystal kunai kind of sorta yeah it's darkness like s- s- something of uh light i'm trying to remember the freaking name of the card but um basically it's one of these cards where it's like using light to prevent the shadow from doing things. It's yeah. exactly like that, the cross sort of uh sword thing. Yeah. So it, it starts, it like goes down and it becomes like a picket fence from the going across. Right, right. And then some bad editing happens. Yeah. So then he gets attacked by disaster and it goes to the mid splat and then it comes back and it's, <laughs> it's just him sitting there and then story <laughs> uses on the other side and you're like, what? Yeah. So story uh, is like greetings and the, there he is. Um, now this is again, like I, the second time, uh, watching it, it made sense. He's in the bubble. I thought he was outside trying to get in because yeah. the imagery. Oh no! You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's him trying to get out. What what it is is like you're thrown for a loop because you're like, what happened to the whole disaster? Right. Thing? And it was like, all kind of confusing. It was it was like it was some bad editing because like that thing happened later. They just wanted something like dramatic, for dramatic the commercial for the break. And I think they could have just had disaster. Yeah. Uh, not or disaster. story say greetings. The story say greetings. Commercial break. Commercial yeah, break. That's how then. I would have done it. Yeah. Um, so he was just like, hey, why are you doing this? You know, why are you, um, or I think even it mentions like, why did you betray your friends or something like that? Well, it says, why are you doing it? And then he says, like, I arranged, basically says, I planned everything. I planned the beautiful ending. No, he's like, uh, it's saying something about Victor. And he says that like, even though he was my friend, his ending wasn't that beautiful. Oh, that's right. Why would you do that to Victor? Even though, even though he's your friend and yeah, he's wasn't like, very, that, wasn't that and then he walks out of Wonder World into the regular world because yeah. he's got all of Victor's power now. So he's able to do both. He's both. He's able to be physical in both of them. Uh, and he's like, well, let's just end. He, he says, he and says, he's like, well, I, and then he explains setting up all of, basically, he's responsible for Legil dying, Zoos dying, uh, Master Logos dying, um, basically, Vic, uh, and of course, Victor. Tassel. So he's, he's arranged for all of their deaths. And so, and he's talking about the ending of the beauty, the beautiful and the ending. And I love that Thomas is just like, yeah, you're right. 
Like yeah. so stories ending are beautiful, but that's not where a story ends. Yeah. So he basically he's explaining that the end of a story. It's like you're right. Yeah. The end of the story is beautiful, but the endings of stories inspire other people to go out and create more stories and it's so like, on. And it's so like forth. when you end a story, that's not where the story ends. Uh huh. That's the ending of that story, but that story has life because it spreads to other people. Yeah. It's resonating differently with everyone. Like and, everyone's and so this is like this is like the difference mind. of like, um, it could be like. It, this is a vague generalization, but there's like a difference for like uh, it's it's like the poet versus the novelist. But anyways, but what it is is actually is that um, Toma is writing his stories for others, right? Whereas Storius is writing his stories for himself, right? And so once the story ends, that's the end. That's like the 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 final curtain of right the, because he's finished the story. The, yeah, but Toma is writing it so that other people can enjoy it. Yeah, and so that's why he has a different view on what an and, and, and they both agree that stories have to end. Yes, but <laughs> that's yeah. not the. It's weird because there's there's we can only use the one word right end. and yeah, <laughs> yeah. finish. Yeah. <laughs> but it still means the same thing. It's like for Toma, like just because a book is done mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it doesn't have work to do. Right. And so story is basically is like, well, I'm going to end even that essentially like that's the end end period period. Yeah. But not ellipses. And it's going to be (laughs) it's going to be in pain and suffering and all this stuff Mm -hmm. because maybe he's like taught uh, Master Logos how to speak. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so that's when disaster attacks. That's when disaster attacks. So that was like the scene like three minutes earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh (laughs) <laughs> story is like what are you doing and he's just like I'm not here for you <laughs> I'm here after the swordsman because this swordsman's taking my buddy right exactly <laughs> so uh, next it goes to Luna who's on a bench in a children's park yeah. playground and just thinking deeply about who knows what uh, well what she's thinking about is is Tassel telling her hey you're the creator of all this and it's kind uh, of your fault is it um Oh no! It also it also shows real quick that they finished the barrier. Right. Okay. Yeah. It does it does go through all of the other swordsmen completing the barrier? Yeah. That's worth mentioning too. Um. So um, they succeeded in that thing, but there's like still stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a it's more of a band aid than a solution. Yeah. It's just to stop it right now. We got to figure it out. Um. So of course, Maeve just stumbles across her. Uh. In the playground, and it's like, oh, there you are. And Luna to be goes fair, to she's the main off. female lead, so she can just do whatever she wants. Right, so. right. <laughs> I mean, I'll we'll get back to that when we get to the Suxicoys. It's not it's not a huge deal, but it's something I do want to talk about, uh, or at least why it's irritating. Anyway, um, so Luna gets up to run she's away. She's the fourth aspect of Luna. Yeah, yeah. Now well, we've already thought about that. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it would be. I don't know if I would like it, but it would be. No, she's probably just a person. Except um, who just happens to do find things so luna runs away because reasons and uh May- because everybody else is chasing her <laughs> i mean like everybody's chasing her i guess if she doesn't see tomo run because yeah. <laughs> it's like who knows if she's a crazy mickey yeah who knows <laughs> she's already had other it's like but that's well that's just it if that's the logic then her her being okay now that Maze went face first in the mud yeah it, I'm not worried about why she's running away or whether or yeah. not it makes sense. It's just one of those, let's characterize these two characters in the scene so we can do the stuff that we need to for the continuation story. It's possible that she she, no, she might know. She knows May. Yep. Because they met it. I mm-hmm. think what it is is she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to run into Toma right now because she hasn't decided if she's going to like 
bring him yeah bring him into the yeah, fold she was like, take she was over. having second thoughts when she realized yeah. the gravity of the situation yeah. and tassel explained so that's it to probably her. why she's she's like i'm still yeah. trying to figure things out lady <laughs> um so she chases after uh luna so, stops because there's mud in the sandbox no, she, she, she what it is is like this was like a weird thing that like you didn't see there's a ball heading right for luna oh off from the side like one of the other kids hits a ball and it's about ready to hit luna and that's why uh, she's like, she's like, stop. And Luda stops before the ball comes to her. But uh, May was trying to grab her and she trips and falls into the puddle. Because, you know, it, you would die if you were hit by a child soccer ball. Kick. It's, <laughs> it's possible. This is actually, this is physics. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've established physics has no play in the story. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like I said before, you could, you can die from a standing position by falling. It's, yeah. it's possible. <laughs> And she's not normal, so no. it's possible she'll blow up. Yeah. She gets <laughs> any kind of uh, force whatsoever. She's she like, shatters like glass. <laughs> just, which would happen. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, <laughs> she's face first in the mud, and she gets up like, oh, my God, are you okay? Did the ball hit you? Oh, I'm so, it's so, I was so worried. You know, okay, May, calm <laughs> down. This isn't the first time she's overreacted, but geez, worry about yourself. You're covered in mud. Yeah. Um. So we get that To be scene. fair, this girl can end the world. For sure. <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody you're going to cuddle up to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, uh, so your ultimate power, do you want a candy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get to see Ren thinking deeply also um, about, you know, just Ren's stuff. Ren being Ren. Yeah. Because before, what was good about his character is, you know, at least, at the very least, it's the, the most annoying aspect of him, but also his only quality. Like, it's his character is that he's energetic and... Wants to get strong. Yeah. And now he's not even that. Yeah, because now he's like, because he doesn't understand. Uh, he's just brooding. Is- he's like, I don't care anymore. I don't want to get stronger then. Huh? No, he's just Man. like, I can't figure out. He's, it's like, uh-huh. what it is, is like his whole world is collapsing. So it's just like everything he thought was was fact is wrong. Yeah. No. So it's I, like. I, and I do like that when, when faced with an immovable object, he just crumples into literally nothing and there's no coming back. It's like, you're the worst character of the series. Um, it's refreshing because usually. They they try to justify it in some way. There's no justification here. He's just a turd, just a steaming turd. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think he's that. And bad. now he's a brooding steaming turd. <laughs> like I th- I actually like this part of the character. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. Uh, I never really had the hatred stuff. for him like you did, but uh uh because I don't have the hatred you do in general. <laughs> but <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't say that you like being angry. It's just your comfort zone. Yes. This is where I go to. I live here. I see. I see through the day. Um, But yeah, so I like it because it's like, what now? Like I've, I've, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, he's not bouncing back. Like uh, we, right. always, we always, we always bring it back. I always bring it back to how bad Sasuke is a character. Uh huh. But like Sasuke finds out everything in his life is a lie. Yeah. And he's just like. I guess I'll go be a jerk then. I'll just I'll just transfer all of my rage and everything. I'll just switch it over real well, quick. Especially because it's like everything that you've known about your life is a lie, except that you have these friends that care about you. So you you become an asshole towards your friends that yeah, care about so you. It's just like instead what? of instead of just taking a few moments to be like, oh, what was my life about? Maybe I should just rethink this yeah. for a second. But no, he's just like I'm just gonna turn my rage on somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at least friends, he's he's now in a moment where he has been broken down enough to be built back. Up. Yeah, this is a point where like Ren can become yes. a character. Yes, or at least um, think about things and double down on a better on yes. it in a better way. Yes, you know, I mean, because really, it's it's the thing is, it doesn't matter how big of a steaming pile of poop you are. Sprinkle enough gold on it, it'll be worth something. <laughs> so, okay. uh, so then he gets up, and you realize he's been sitting on some bikes. 
Yeah. And okay, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure if he's trying to steal this bike or if he's sitting them back up to be He's setting them back nice. up. So, <laughs> so like he turns around and he realizes he's knocked over. Oh, this bike like, will come in handy. <laughs> he just, just rides like, off. No, no, he's not riding. If he was riding it later. Right. <laughs> But he turns around and he sees all of it and he's like, oh man, because <laughs> he yeah. goes over. He's not like bike. something like 14 bikes <laughs> yeah. that he knocked over. Uh, so then it goes to the, the fight of disaster and Saber. Yeah, it's kind of hard to call it a fight. It's more like. This is what I don't know if you noticed. He's got a Phoenix Sword. Who? Disaster has the Phoenix Sword. Oh, okay. No. So, so he, he does, still has, he still still has, has the Phoenix Sword. He didn't lose he's, it. That's he, good. He doesn't transform, but he still has it with him. This That's the sword he's fighting with in this mm-hmm. fight. He's not fighting with his jagged sword. It's right. the, the Phoenix Sword. Um, and, or yeah, basically, Cross Saber is just eh, kind of sword fighting him, using no power. He doesn't need to. And, and, um, and knocks and, him into the water. And then <laughs> Starius comes up. He's like, hey, Saber, can you do me a favor and kill that guy for me? Yeah, just kill that guy. <laughs> and he's just like, what? He's just like, I just created him on a win. Yeah, he's a useless Megiddo. He's not. He's not. He's not. His life meant nothing. His life will end with nothing. So I love this because it's like it's almost a meta commentary. It's just like he's not adding anything to the story anymore. Uh So his only addition to the story would be if he died. Right. And it's just like, and that's where it's going. Yeah. So, but it's, but it's just like funny because it's like this meta commentary yeah. on stories in general. Exactly. Yeah. We don't. We all know where this is going. He's thinking up here, same as Toma. But he's Toma just, doesn't want this. He's just like he's not. He's not adding anything to the story, so she just dies. Get rid of him. Yeah. We were just talking about it. It's like that's the only way you can make a character interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if a character's not interesting, you have to kill him. Yeah. See, and I, I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like I'm not really. I don't want to have any strong opinions about this sort of scene yet because I feel like it might all be answered next episode. Yeah. But um, it's just the more that um, we're focusing on disaster, it's like nothing makes sense. I'm wondering at what point did they say, you know what, let's scrap this entire disaster storyline, shelf him for now, bring him back when we need him because it's like he was released by Caliber for no purpose and then he has a grudge against Caliber for no purpose and... Uh, and what, you okay. can argue that the whole point was that there's no purpose. Yeah, and but I, like I that. say that is bullshit. I say that's just them being like, eh, "How do we wrap up all these plot threads that we kind of started but decided not to go with?" No purpose. That's how we'll do it. So, ah, so it made no sense the entire time. So I like that. That's fine for disaster. It doesn't make sense for caliber. So it's not that. That's why even if you like it, I guarantee you that was not the intention to start with. There's no reason for caliber to have released him. Well, it Cal- makes no sense. And Cal- unless Caliber just wanted some random element in it. Uh, so I, I like it because it is like an also another like I see it as almost another meta commentary that not everybody has to have a reason mm-hmm. because it's like it's like, yeah, it's a story. We know it's a story We're watching a show and stuff like that. But like to these characters is real life. Yeah. And so like in real life, everybody doesn't have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. It's just eh. so I don't, I, I don't like having my time wasted. I'm I'm fine with it because I'm I like the idea of like building up a character and then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, there's no purpose, and you're like, but what about all this time? You're like, well, that's how real life I, is. Sometimes. I just truly don't think it was that thought out. I don't think they they showed I, so, him within the first ten episodes intending to have a no purpose thing at the very end. I'm like I'm I'm even fine with it being like a cop out because I can accept a cop out. If it like gives me some like semblance of like um an idea, so like what I'm saying is is like sure the cop out is like because they they didn't have the character for a while because uh-huh. like we were saying that like the uh, the suit actor changed like three times or whatever. changed a bunch of times because the guy who was originally supposed to do it he got like a bigger role and he had to do that and stuff mm. um and so like the uh what is it the uh the kayfabe 
kayfabe. It, oh, like the fiction within the story. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, is is uh manipulated by the reality of life. Mm. I, and so, like, the fiction is is like you fit it in because like that's how it just has to be. It's like like we're saying like the the escalation in the story happens because of toys. Uh huh. But they fit it into the story because they're like we have to. Yeah, I mean you got to do what you got to do. And so the idea that like oh there was all this ideas for like disaster planned. But we couldn't do them because of this thing. And then we're like, well, let's just say that he had no reason. Yeah. No, see, okay, again, again, I feel like we're on, let me, I'll explain. Yeah. The problem is not that Disaster is a useless character. The problem is that it takes away from Caliber. It, it puts Caliber having done something for no reason in the most critical moment. Like, literally, this is when he's setting up his plans to do his thing. He decides for no reason to release a Megiddo with no purpose that he has no connection with that disaster has a strong feeling for caliber which is never explained or expressed and none of it meant anything you take away from caliber's story oh, okay yeah that's I, what i'm saying oh, okay. so if if that's not explained a little bit then it's not okay it's not like it's game ending suck i still like disaster yeah he's definitely still interesting in that there's no idea what's going on even if you say there's no purpose it's still like eh, i kind of like how he interacts with ren yeah you know him he kind of spices up you never know where he's going to come in and stab somebody in the back yeah you know so it's not like He's useless for the whole thing. I just feel like you're taking from Caliber oh. by by not having a like, reason, many, a reason many, for a reason for him doing those actions. Yeah, and plus, I, it, we we build things up sometimes. Yeah. Where we're like, oh, that's got to be Kento's dad. The kind of thing where you have all these really exciting <laughs> ideas, yeah, ideas that never come to to be the case. Yeah, and that's part of it, obviously. Um, and looking back, don't get me wrong, I I agree. For the most part, I do agree with what you're saying as far as we've talked before how they work within limitation, which makes the story great. Yeah. Sometimes you got to scrap stuff because this character's more popular or this character broke their leg. You know, things happen. Um, I might be, surf- seriously, I might be putting it on here. Yeah. What I, uh, Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, let me explain. Okay. Uh, the Last Jedi, I think, ruined the best thing about Ren mm-hmm. by making her part of the thing. Yeah, where because everyone's like, oh, is she is she this? I love the idea from the second movie that she was nobody. Yeah, that she just happened that like she just happened to be force sensitive. It happens, whatever. Yeah, not just and then she becomes the most important person in the world pretty much because she just did it. Uh huh. And then it doesn't it, make it, it seem more like a big cosmic thing. Like, and, and then the next episode is like, no, you were actually the granddaughter of Palpatine. It's actually this because uh-huh. of this destiny, destiny, I hear you destiny. On that too. And so yeah. I like the idea of like one character not where, having a bigger picture. Where it's like, screw destiny. Yeah. I'm just doing what I want to do. Yeah, it's like if you <laughs> if you were to take the typical story of the farm boy becoming the knight of legend, and then focus on for just a little bit, you're focusing on. Like the cabbage picker from the next field over. Yeah. That you're not even necessarily, that character wasn't friends with or anything. Yeah. It's just like he's in the story. Well, it's like, <laughs> you know, I look at it and I'm like, uh, like my favorite character in Lord of the Rings is Sam because he's just the guy who happened to go along with his friend who had the destiny. Mm-hmm. And he ended up saving the day at the end pretty much. Right. And then uh, Krillin. Krillin's just a guy who yeah. happened to end up he at the right time. And, like, if it wasn't for Krillin, there'd be no Super Saiyans, and the world would be, the universe would be destroyed. You know? So, I like those characters who are just, like, they're the characters who, like, have no destiny. Yeah. But they affect the story. Yeah. It's, like, without them, it would affect this, which affects this, which affects yeah. this, and we never would have got here. So, so it's, like, um, I want I want to see that happen. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> definitely, uh, like, for sure, his story is going to impact Kenzen in a huge yeah. way. So, it, 
worthless is is uh, take. It's kind of hard to say worthless, right? Yeah. No purpose, because I know where that's going, right? That's going to impact him. Um, it's just mostly his origins. That's the that's the thing that bugs me. That's basically it of when he was released and all uh-huh. that stuff. Yeah, uh, not like his origins, but his reveal. Right. Um, and like and, I, and I, like I'm saying, it's not even necessarily a suck yet. It really depends on how they they wrap it up. Yeah. And like um, I, I'm okay with him just being an agent of chaos because he has no, no like uh-huh. vision. Yeah, it's just been it's like this Ken's inside story is going on for like what 18, 19 episodes. It feels like forever. Yeah, yeah. like it, it was. Forever. It's like it's because they had no idea what to do with Ken's because they had to do other stuff. Yeah. Um. It like it would have been a whole lot quicker, but they had to drag it out because they had other things going on at the time. Right. Um. And so, uh, yeah, I think the uh, like I could see where you're saying it's like takes away from Caliber, but to be fair, Caliber could have beaten him at any time. You mean disaster? Disaster, because yeah. he also had his book. The only reason he lost is because he got Toma. Sentenced. Toma yeah. beat him first. Toma beat him, <laughs> and so he's just like, "I'm just gonna basically, I'm just gonna let you loose. I'm holding on to your book. I can, can I can lock you up at any time. Mm-hmm. I'm just made. It, it could be some sort of oversight. Like he had a greater plan that just it didn't go that way. Like he was thinking, okay, maybe this will be useful here, and then that eventually never came to be. And Toma messes up everybody's plans, right? <laughs> you know, um, be- because he's like, screw your reality. <laughs> exactly, and it could be also. You could even say that he saw the ending ending and he was playing his part to get to this point. <laughs> and disaster helping Kenzin was relevant for this part. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it is. At which point I'll be like, oh. But yeah, I like the idea of like he was just a thing. Yeah. But he's just like, now I'm going to create, basically, I'm going to make my story. Yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect that. I mean, I'm definitely curious to see how, how his yeah. story ends. I mean, we keep talking about endings this episode. But, yeah. Um, I mean, how often would we talked in depth about disaster? Yeah. Just because he showed up for five seconds on a beach. Yeah. So that's what I like. It's like he's he's so influential. And the point of the matter is, is that he had no destiny. Yeah. It's just like, it's like all of a sudden you're being like, oh. Then, then yeah, the farmer picker could be the most important character, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, if 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 it was just if you just had a different focus, you know, uh, so, so yeah, uh, th- and so uh, disaster gets all their anger. He's just like, so what? Yeah. So what if I have no purpose? Doesn't mean I can't. Doesn't can I not live? Yeah. So he, he runs over and attacks Storius. Storius like bats the sword away and then like pulls out the book and uses like a kind of a gravity force to so he, throw him on the ground. Also, he bats the sword away with the Solomon sword. Oh, okay. That's the that's the sword he had. Right, right, right. The, it's the, not the one that he killed Tassel with. He killed Tassel with his regular sword. Yeah, he killed Tassel with his sword. This is the the Arthur recolor. Yeah. And so this is when he's just like, oh, you had, that book was destroyed because remember they weren't there when he when when yeah uh, when he picked it up when uh Master Logos reformed it mm-hmm. and he's just like he whatever it was all his part whatever yeah. <laughs> um but he's consequential just, uh he does say something that's really cool is that he's just like he he's walking away and he's just like you deal with him I have other things for you to do my hero yeah so he's, great things yeah so Toma has been cast in the hero of his story yeah <laughs> so it's just like. It's it's this whole thing of like Tom is supposed to be the writer, but now he's become a character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's. Uh, I mean, this is honestly the probably the best villain for Toma if you think about it. Like yes. if, you, if you look at Storius as a writer, yeah, or in your like you're saying a poet. Like yeah. if you were to take it, poetry is usually. Uh, in my experience, it feels like it's always a tragedy or something. It's supposed to make you feel, you know? Yes. It's not supposed to entertain you. It's supposed to be more about the feelings, whereas, like, 
this is again this is a complete generalization right huge generalization poetry is more about like the feelings about like making you feel something and realize something that way whereas yeah whereas like a novelist if it's going to teach if it's going to show you anything it's going to be like it's going to teach you it yeah it's like yeah if a story is trying to make you learn or it's trying to entertain you and poetry is like it wants you to go down a philosophical path yeah like what is existence Mm -hmm. some books can do that yeah again Um, we're just saying generalization general huge generalization yeah because it's like but they are Nietzsche or something like that yeah uh and so it's like the idea of like also it's like uh a novel has like a more of a structure Mm -hmm. and it's like more of a guidance and like it's like put together and stuff whereas poetry can just be just about anything yeah literally about anything yeah which is fine that's the strength of its Uh, format you know yeah um so if you if so yeah so if you put storius in the role of poet and then He's now because uh, Thomas' strength was that he was a writer, yeah, uh, or at least it was in the very early bits. Like we were talking about how he would figure out certain things because he he's written stories. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. Um, and he genre has these, awareness. He has these uh, hopes and dreams and stuff that can only come from somebody who wants to write for other people to have hopes and dreams. Yeah, and things like that. And whereas this person's like, nope, we're doing a haiku here. Bop bop, we're done. Yeah, you know, like it's um, a, it's it's also a, a lot about like as I said earlier, it's about versus self gratification versus yeah. like an edification, right? Like Thomas about like building people up and sharing them and making them better. Whereas yeah. whereas yeah. Dorius is like, this is my feelings on the page. Yeah, you know, basically, yeah, you're writing uh, it's a, your own self gratification power novel. Yeah, you know, like this is me here and this is how this ends. I don't care how you feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh. But I like the I like the idea that like he's cast Toma as his hero the role of his hero. Yeah. Yeah. But he's writing a tragedy. Yes. So he's <laughs> making him a tragic hero. Yeah, so he's making him a hero that will lose. Um uh and then so he leaves. And then Disast is fighting and he's just like Yeah, so Disast basically attacks him and like, Don't ignore me, ha huh? <laughs> Um and he's just like, you're the reason why. Uh, then you see that Ren shows up. Uh huh. He's like off to the side. I don't know if Disaster sees him. I don't think so. I don't think he sees him. I at don't think first. anybody sees him. And then he's just like, you're the reason why. He's 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 questioning himself. Uh, yeah, the reason why Ren stopped looking for strength and stuff. Because he even, um, I think he mentions at some point. Uh, it was back when Ren and him were talking over the ramen, and uh, Ren brought up that they have all gotten stronger. And he's like, look, they don't. Like you, they don't reflect on you, so ignore them. It's like forget them. Yeah, like you can't. You're not gonna get stronger this way. That was before he or after he got angry and and said it. Like you're never gonna get stronger. Yeah, it's more of a. This was him trying to bring it back, mm-hmm. but too proud, you know. Um, and this is when Toma is just like, oh, well, uh, Ren. We'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll figure it out. And like, there's the whole thing of like, there's another vision of like Ren by himself in the same position that uh, Disaster is in. Mm-hmm. But like, color comes to it, comes to it, and then he sees that like all his friends are there. Yeah, you see them all walking on the path towards him. But what I love is like, it's like yeah, Tom- cause, cause Tom- Toma says he's got friends waiting for him. It, yeah, but what I love it is that like Toma's just like he'll figure it out. He's the only one who isn't being like Ren. This is the answer. Yeah. And like w- like we've said before, we're like Ren. This is the answer. It is. And yeah. like Thomas, just like no, that doesn't work. Yeah, that, that won't work with Ren. Ren needs to figure it out by himself. He just gotta like show him. He, like that's why he didn't answer him when he asked what his strength was. Mm-hmm. He's just like you gotta come and see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I always felt like the answer is just beat his ass a few times. He's, Kick oh, well, his ass. That, he's done it. <laughs> I mean, he's done it. But I mean, like beat his ass big time. <laughs> but no, so he's like he. Wants, but I'm a horrible uh, teacher. Yeah. So, but he wants Ren to be part of the group, mm-hmm. not just like begrudgingly but he wants him to be actively in yeah, it. it's really up to him to come to them yeah um like otherwise why do you even want him there it's like you yeah. can you give me your sword so i can give it to somebody else yeah steaming pile yeah so <laughs> but no so i like it because i like it because it's like 
Toma, it's weird because it's like Toma is the only one who actually understands Ren. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just like, well, he's always been this guy. It's like they, they're like too close to Ren to actually understand Ren. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Toma's the only one who's just like, dude, he's got to figure it out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so he actually then, I think he says to Disaster that you're a lot like him. Yes. I think. So he's a, basically, he's got Disaster peg. Yeah. And Disaster doesn't like that. Yeah. He's like, nah. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so he. He goes to attack him. He slashes at him. Uh, Toma, like, deflects, slashes back, which gets him, uh, like, jumping in the air to do an attack. Yeah. And so he loads up Gekido and just crushes his... So this is another thing that's interesting to think about, about disaster. Maybe, like, going against the thing of, like, he had, like, a plan, but Uh there is no disaster in the world. Uh, Hmm. There's no book. There's no. There's oh. no. There's no animal. There's no mystical animal. There's. He's not based on any story. He's not even Charybdis is a story. Yeah. He's just. And then a like the thi- void is filled up by this Phoenix Swordsman. Yeah, he's just a thing. He's a thing. Yeah. There is no basis for him, so he has nothing to emulate. Right. He has no story to mimic. He has no animal features to mimic. He has. He's just disaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would be like trying to describe color to somebody who's blind yeah like what words do you use which that is, aren't color w- words which is why he's so different and like maybe that's why he's got emotions and stuff like that because it's, it's like there's no it, yeah it's, it's not like he's a the the toad monster or something yeah, like, like that. charybdis is swallowing everything and he can eat everything yeah um but he's just there is no other disaster thing yeah <laughs> so that's it's just like, point or it's just like he's kind of just random yeah <laughs> So I don't know if they're like bringing it, but like I just realized that I'm like, there's no everything else. Everything they do is like you yeah, it's know, based ma- around something. Yeah, it's based around something. <laughs> yeah, like it all makes you know sense when you really think about it. Yeah, like uh, you know, you take the 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 uh, barefoot king and him building the towers or not the towers, but the the fortress. Yeah, and, you know, everything has a or like the salamander making little eggs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like point. could also be the reason why he uh, he's he's foiled Toma so much because he has nothing for Toma to base out. Right. <laughs> but it's like so it's just like oh yeah, there's no. I was just thinking about him like what is he based off? I'm like he's based off a disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, because you could you could the thing is what we could say he's based off of is just the actions he takes, but mm-hmm. then he's just taking them because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. So, I mean, is chaos necessarily what you would call him when... I mean, disaster is, like, from disaster. Right. But, but like, still, it's just, like, that's just the, the word they use, whatever. Yeah, but, just, yeah, so know. it's just, like... Because <laughs> otherwise, what would you call him? Yeah. Which is kind of the point. Yeah. So There's no characteristics besides just... Eh. Being disaster. Yeah. <laughs> which is, like... Which is like the the uh, which I like that idea of the, that's why he has an emotion because he has like nothing to be based off of. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's had to find himself pretty much. Yeah, he basically yeah he's taken a lot from Ren as much as he's giving. It looks like yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So there's a whole backflip and all this stuff. Yeah. So he gets gekidoed and part of his uh, chest or you know yes, side I, is eaten and it tries to like form back up and then it breaks down and this is when Toma realizes that he's not up full, full speed. Yeah, he's not reforming like he usually does. Yeah. So. Um, Ren sees that too, I believe. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, and so just... he just gets up and he says he's sick of this and kind of limps off. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, that's the way he does it when he's beaten. He just says he's sick of it or bored yeah. with it or you yeah. know, whatever. He's just like, I'm leaving. Not that <laughs> I've lost. <laughs> yeah. I admit no defeat. <laughs> um. Uh, and you see, like, Ren kind of understands, I think, more about uh, 
what the, basically the interactions he's had earlier with uh, disaster this episode why he wanted to fight him uh you know yeah so he's put it together yeah he, i think he understands how much he may have hurt him by saying that red ginger yeah. is useless <laughs> and so then it goes to a scene where they finish the seal yes yes and barrier. it's like all the bit different circles come together and then like uh yuri looks at his hand nothing happens but he's just like uh, like he's he's pushing it i guess uh-huh um so there's no telling like where like how long he can exist outside. Yeah, like what uh what part of him is real? Yeah. In not just Wonder World, you know? Well, he also like he spent how long like how long can he spend outside of Avalon? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um uh so uh we see Sophia glowing at the top of a staircase and naked. The extra Sophia. Yeah. So uh yeah, so uh yeah, at the top of a staircase and disaster, uh, not disaster, but uh, Storius walks in, and it's, it's at this point, it's almost like, I don't need Luna, I got a spare. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because you see Storius, he's like in a kind of a dimly lit room or a dark room, and he's like got his hands up like he's, you know, Christo Redentor and Rio de Janeiro or something like that. And he's like, there's like four floating books and then one that he took from Tassel. Yeah, so it's um, it's uh, the three from uh, the others, uh, him and the others. Uh-huh. And the Wonder Ride book. Right, the, uh, right. uh, the Omni Omniforce or whatever. Yeah. Um, And then he's got, and now he's got this, this extra fake Sophia that like he created 30 episodes ago. Yeah, because he took that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I forgot all about that until this episode, like 100%. No, I was, I'm like, what happened to Anna Sophia? Yeah. <laughs> Every episode, I'm like, what? I was wondering, I was actually wondering if, like, the Sophia they had was a fake Sophia. Yeah, the whole time. it was a plant. <laughs> yeah. Like he had switched them or something. Honestly, that would have been cool. <laughs> uh, uh, so it goes to the ending. Yes, it goes to the ending. Um, so the ending is, it's like all of them, but they're not like happy and dancing. Yeah, they're like each in their own parts of the big museum thing with bubbles yeah wonder world bubbles like wonder world's encroaching on the on that museum yeah on the museum <laughs> yeah uh so then it goes to an extra end scene yeah so it's may talking to luna um and she's basically it seems like she's having trouble starting a conversation as she's like hey so uh what did you do before toma or uh, never mind never, <laughs> never mind, mind. Never mind never <laughs> you didn't exist um yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, you got toma you got me we'll create new memories don't worry about like the past or whatever and, um, and, and she's like, it's good that you have you, if Toma has a friend like you. Yeah, yeah. Luna's happy that May is Toma's friend. And then and the, she's like, oh, that's okay. You're gonna be mine and Toma's friends for you know forever. Now we yeah. can create new memories, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, um, but she gets a call from work. Yeah, because he ha- she has a job. Remember, she does have a job. <laughs> she's talking about how great the manuscript's coming along, which is total BS. But that's her job too. Oh yeah, she mentioned that the book. And uh, like it turned out that she was explaining the book mm. to Luna, and Luna's like, "Oh, I want to read that book." Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And talking about also how he's writing another book because the book's about her, right? Um, and so yeah, then she gets the phone call and she's talking about the manuscript or whatever. Toma can like whip this out in an afternoon. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And this is like this is when she's like, "Okay, uh, I'm not gonna take her from Toma, and I'm not gonna take Toma from her." So pretty she much. dips out. She because yeah, she, she doesn't say any of this, but you could tell from. This the way that it's filmed and everything she, up to she's this like, point. I don't want to take Toma from his friends. Even yeah. if I'm unhappy, it's better for Toma and his friends to be happy. Yeah. So she just walks off while May's busy because um, May's bad at in Japan. Children. You take your phone calls away from people so you don't be rude. Yeah. You know, unlike here in America, where you're just gonna have your your phone on and speaker four feet away from your face and you're screaming at it. <laughs> yeah. In public. Yes. Also, uh, Maze, uh, we we know that she's notoriously bad at watching children, as she let uh, Sora just sit on a bench while she got ice cream for him, like a block uh-huh. away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, and then she turns around and Luna's gone, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, preview for the next thing looks like more, some more disaster. Yeah, red dress Sophia. Red dress Sophia got the evil Sophia action going on. We gotta we gotta get one of them. Yeah, <laughs> or both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and then uh, most likely, uh, uh, story is probably gonna combine all those books together <laughs> and to create a book that he can transform into. Mm-hmm. Because he got he's got he's got to become a writer to destroy the world. Right. Just like destroy the world. Of course. Um, <laughs> a writer, writer. Uh. And then, uh, yeah, so it's it's getting towards it, right? It is, yeah. That's why I'm saying there's so much that happened this episode and with the pacing and the way that it was done that if they're going to try to jam another villain, I'm not going to like it. Yeah. But if this is the one, this is a really good episode. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they can upgrade him a couple times along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he can have as many forms as he want. One week, an I mean, angel, I do what mean, you got to do. Like, they could even do something where he becomes no longer store use. Yeah, but like that's still beca- the entity. Yeah, so he yeah. could become, like, the omniscient being or whatever. Yeah. But as long as it's, like, still the base of store use or whatever. Yeah, it's not just, like, uh, you know, Isaac comes back or something yeah, in the last yeah. second. Although, like, you know, whatever. But you basically nobody, it's not his father who's not, uh, like, ever been in the show up to this point. This is story is his father who was also part of the story. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. You know, yeah. something like that. And in an episode, in a show, there was, like, that. But it wasn't, like, at the end of the show. It was, like, two-thirds. Like, he'd been a character in the show before. Mm, mm, okay. And then he, like, it turned out that he'd been manipulating the bad guy you'd had. Not okay. manipulating, but, like, egging on the bad guy. Right, right. And then when that bad guy failed, he came in and took it, like, swiped it. And, like, gotcha, gotcha. See, yeah. I would I would think I would even be Yeah, it worked out fine. Like it that. wasn't, like, it didn't feel, like, pulled out of left field. The end of a couple of them have been just, like, uh, this is the... It was the one big bait and switch all along. Well, no, it was, like... Uh, the final end boss is the final thing that the mad scientist built. Oh, yeah. So here's an amalgam creature from nowhere. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, but anyways, it was like I said, good thing. So, uh, rider ranking. Oh, do we do our suck and Oh no, suck and Okay, so what is your suck? So the suck is that May found Luna. Now here's why. It's we've we've discussed this before. It's there's only one park in Tokyo. It's pure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it's pure dumb luck. It's like, I want to help too, and she's just stumbling around aimlessly, and she gets to the park like, oh, 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 Luna? It's like, you're stupid, first off. You're an idiot, and I hate that you're right, and you're always right. It's like, I can't, it's like, I can't, can you really call somebody stupid if their first guess, logic that should not apply to Luna, applies perfectly? Yeah. Can, I can't be mad at anyone. I can't be mad at the story because I know why we need to hurry this along. I don't want to see an episode of her chasing down Luna and following leads. <laughs> yeah. You know, but c- c- come on. <laughs> Dang so it. So they could, if they make up reason why, like if they make something up, like she's special in some way or mm-hmm. other, I, I doubt they will. Like, okay, like maybe I probably would feel a little better if she was just like at that one tree that everyone at this point has been to. Like everyone knows this is the tree. Toma keeps saying it's the tree. If that's where she went yeah. and found her, I probably feel a little bit better about it. But it's just a random park. But random park and random place. What the heck? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, my suck is like I had one. I had a good one. What was it? <laughs> it was. Was it about the bad editing? And all that, there's that. That is just like, <laughs> it's like, it's so bad it's not worth mentioning, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, eh. <laughs> we've talked about it. Yeah. Um, it's like when they have like a bad f- wire work or something like that. And you're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we know what they meant. Um, no, it was, it was like something like, it was, it was something about like a form that there wasn't one, I think. Uh, I usually like, I want more forms. Mm. Uh, but like intermediate forms or whatever. Uh, oh, well. 
I'll, I'll, if I can't remember it, I'm just gonna have to say the 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 editing. Yeah, just for now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe while we talk about the rest of this, it'll come back and be <laughs> yeah. like, my reels suck. Yeah, just the just that the disconnect because what had happened. Like I understand that making a uh, a cliffhanger at the end, and I'm fine with also going back and filling the gaps. Uh huh. But in that way, would they did it that way? Yeah. It caused you to not really get what was happening for the next like minutes. Yes. Yeah. Because you were trying to figure out what was going on. Yes. You're trying to like put yourself back into it, and you're like, "Wait, where's disaster?" You're looking around for. Yeah. Him. Like, cause it. Or you're, and then you're like, "Did I say it wrong? Was the story you should have attacked him?" And then like ran inside or something. I yeah. Exactly. And so then you missed that like minute. Yes. And like you only caught it the second time. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to uh, like you're trying to read like especially if it's like a really crunchy plot and you need to know what's being said, but you're trying to apply what they're saying to what you just saw. Yeah. And it makes gibberish. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your sugoi? Um, it's gotta be Tassel's death, man. I like we knew it was coming, but I like the way that it went down. It's definitely Tassel. It's a Tassel way to die. Yeah. Um, like even in the end he didn't want to defend himself. Yeah. And then hurt his friend, who doesn't deserve any of that. But uh, but like for him, that doesn't matter if his friend deserves it or not. Right. That's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like even when threatened with true death. Yeah. Uh so it's like I mean, you could argue that he should have fought to the better end to protect the book because the book would have been like it gets in the wrong hands, yada, yada. But that's, I mean. The thing is, up until the end, he also thought he could redeem him. Yeah. I I guess what I'm saying is that there's multiple types of bravery and the one where you fight to defend stuff isn't the only form of that. Yeah. So this is kind of, it's like a nice, uh, it's a he, tassel way to go, I guess. So like he never compromised who he was. Right. Yeah. If if he if he had, if, if he had all of a sudden whipped out some kung fu or something like yeah. that, you'd be like, "This isn't tassel." No, exactly. It would have taken a, a lot from him. Yeah, you know. Um, and you know, I'm still. And then he would be like, "What was have... he doing from this from the start?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like you're saying you couldn't have done anything, and here you are just kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. In imagination land. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's it's uh we're probably gonna see him again, like we were saying, with like a force ghost sort of situation. Yeah. I I feel like that wasn't his. I'm bowing out of the series from this point forward. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that'll take away from it a little bit, but I did like how that scene unfolded. You see a little bit of the real Storius, but before Storius, whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, and then you see that. That's what it was. You reminded me of it. My true suck <laughs> was the fact that there was no name for Storius. Oh, yeah. Whereas everyone else kind of got, um, the, like the, Master the, Logos is Isaac. Yeah. So like in that scene at the start. When they were talking to each other, when he's calling him Victor, he should have called him something. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're addressing each other by your real names. Uh, he didn't address him by, he didn't address him, luckily he didn't address him by Storios. Right. But he should have called him something. Yeah. You know, like Sean or whatever. Yeah, something. whatever it is. I agree. That would have made it a lot more legitimate. Yeah. Because if he's using your real name, that's your opportunity to apply a real name with him. Especially if he's going to be becoming more than a McGee later on. Yeah, so like that whole time, he could have been referring to him by his name, and then he's and like he could have even had a line that's just like that guy is dead. I'm store use now, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, that, that was that was my that second. person died when I put the page in, or yeah, whatever, so that when was I saw my, the end of the story. Yeah, that was that was my stuff because I'm like that would have been a perfect time to would give him been. his name. Yeah, now that you mention it, because that would have that would added tragedy to the character. Yes, of like humanizing him yes. when he's no longer that. Yeah, because that would have made the the. Story in my head, the story that is the story, but like it's actually played out. And they could have said, know? "Is like you know, he could have even given names to the other two. We didn't even know which one's which, but that would have been great." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he had said, "You've killed blah 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 blah," you know, Bob and Jim, you know, and it's like, just like, who? "Which one's Bob and which one's Jim?" Yeah. <laughs> 
You'll never know. <laughs> yeah, that's like that'd be Their great. Their story's ended. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, so that was my suck. You're right, talking about it helped. Okay, so <laughs> back to your Sugoi with Tassel So yeah, t- it was definitely, uh, it was filmed right, it was done right. I like that he rammed himself farther on the sword, more of like one of those turn the other cheek sort of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's too late now, might as well go out. But yeah. uh, and then And then basically, given him, I feel like if there was ever a point where Storius could turn around, it was there when he was just like, I'm sorry yeah. that you did this, yeah. right? Like, it's like, uh, you know not what you do sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Tassel, basically, the Jesus allegory. Who knew? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knew this whole time? I don't know. Kenta's the one who died all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tassel's really his dad. He was adopted. Uh, it all makes so sense. So my uh, Sugoi is actually a thing we talked about a lot. I like the no disaster. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the, the no, that the disaster worthless, but you're making your own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, there, that, that is a story worth telling. It is. It's just, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely going to be one of those next episodes going to make or break it for me. Yeah. Personally. Um, for you, I think you'll be happy with whatever it goes. Yes. Yeah. You know, along the way. Yeah. Journey along the way kind of guy. Yeah. More of a, I'm a I want to see where that <laughs> story ends, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, cause I've uh, not finished a lot of stories. <laughs> um, So now write a ranking. Yeah. Um, uh, Bottom? So, okay. So this is where it gets kind of tricky. Uh, I don't want to put Yuri at the bottom because he's... Who comes in back on the list, though? Yeah, is he is he on the list? I think he's back on the list. You now. think so? At the very bottom, though, still. Because uh, I, I mean, I think he's I think he's right above Rio. Rio, I can see that. Yeah, because Rio also didn't say anything. Yeah, Rio and Daishinji. So um, I would give Rio Kenzen Daishinji. I can go for that because at least Daishinji like he took it like a man. He, he did. Eat, he did eating. take it like a man. He had no reason to either. He's <laughs> a shut in. It would be totally fine if he didn't have friends. Yeah. So he could go about his after work. After that, uh, Kento. I can go for that. Yeah. And then then Yuri. Yeah. Or Rintaro. I would still put uh, yeah. I Rintaro mean, okay. and then Yuri. So the only reason I want to put Yuri up so high is is that right now, whether or not he's said it, we know that he is fading away or dying, or yeah. or at least he's expecting to end soon. So, yeah, expecting that soon, yeah. Uh, but he's not letting it stop him from doing the thing. Right. He has something he needs to do. He, um, you know, it's really one of those. Hey, I'll see you soon, friend. That was the foreshadowing. I thought it was more like he was expecting he was going to be in an epic final battle, and and I wasn't really. At no point did I connect that he was disappearing because of his connection to Wonderworld, a.k.a. connection to Avalon, because it's like those are derivative, sort of weird. Yeah, we don't know the astrological uh, layout of it. but Who uh, goes where and what goes what. Yeah. Um, But we do know that he didn't just make himself a friggin' sword in a thousand (laughs) years. So uh, whether or not he is slowly draining or whether or not it's it's him just aware of how his own story ends. Yeah. He's facing it like a man. Yeah. Um, So then... uh, then it's just Tom at the top. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, why not? At this point, now he's the story. He, he had a great scene when he was talking about like the end isn't uh-huh. the isn't the just all be all of a story. It like yeah. it goes on and it like it's definitely it, and, and it's just like all of a sudden you're just like oh now I understand like what it, he doesn't he doesn't care about just the story in general. He cares about how the story affects other people. Yeah, which is like a great thing to like tell, especially for like a kid show. See, this is the kind of story, okay, like, I, I feel like I even may have mentioned it, um, but, like, when he, like, all the sucks I ever said about the conversations he's had with the Phoenix Swordsman, talking about war and destruction of the planet and all that stuff, where it's kind of preachy, and it's like, well, you don't really know, and you, this is obviously not your 
area of expertise. The exact opposite of that. He this gets, is his area of expertise. <laughs> He's <laughs> not just preaching. I'd like to see how many record-breaking sales books you've written, buddy. Right. It's <laughs> so really touching on like how real is is uh, fiction if everybody knows it. Yeah. Like it's more real than you or any individual person. Yeah. For the most part, because like it's, nobody knows who I am. Everyone knows who Naruto is, for example. Like yeah. Uh, more more people know of Toma than I. Yeah. So who's more real? Yes. You know, so it gets to one of those sort of discussions. And um, it's like, like in the reverse. Yeah. I, like I always say, sports players might as well be fictional characters to 99% of the people who know of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're putting them on a pedestal in some way or you're either undervaluing or overvaluing them in whatever capacities, you know. Uh, they Like their victories or losses affect you. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. Because yeah. like, I mean, uh, and, and it's true. It's like, regardless of how a story ends, too, you don't know how it's going to affect people. I mean, whether or not Catcher in the Rye really made that guy shoot somebody else, he at least claimed it did. Yeah. So it did affect him in some way, even if it was just his excuse. That's still like, that's tied into Catcher in the Rye. The story doesn't end with Catcher in the Rye mm-hmm. yeah. because then you find out the reason why it was a banned book. And that's a story. And yeah. you so, and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those, the story affects everything around it from this point forward. It's continuing on. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely, I guess what, what Tomo is saying rings true in this case. I didn't feel like I was just listening to somebody spout that doesn't make sense in a in a conversation that's bigger than the two people talking about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, um, it's better than, like, the Kugel explanations where they just be like, well, I guess we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, yeah. right? Uh, so, yeah. Because it's like, you listen to that and you're like, not only is it, like, a valid point it's like almost the like the end point of it mm-hmm. where it's just like this is this is the uh the solution to this dilemma you're putting up yeah this 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 philosophical debate it's like no stories are bigger than like the person writing it and the ending of it it's like they affect others you mm-hmm. know just like how everybody kind of affects everybody else you know yeah exactly um so uh, the next episode of common writer saber is chapter 43 Clash, the value of existence. Hmm. Probably the end of disaster. Most likely. We thought it was this episode, but um glad they stretched it on for a little bit longer. Yeah, and like, what does it mean to be, exist? Yeah. Like, is, is existence enough to value <laughs> worth? Right, right. Is it good enough that you exist, or do you have to have some sort of impact on something? Yeah, do you have you to know? have a, a, a destiny? Do you have to have a, like, drive? Yeah. Or even, a like, yeah, a passion. <laughs> um. A romance, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you have any uh, questions or comments, you can uh, email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Follow us on the website, fanboyopinion.com. And follow us on Twitter, fanboy underscore opinion. Um, So for our next episode and this episode, I've been Eric. And for who knows how long, I'll be Eugene. (laughs) And we will see you next time.